Hello everybody, welcome back to the Natch 20 Review! Today we're talking about Metal Adventures, and I am John Alston Wilson Stocker, and with me today is... Spooky! Units! And Shadow Cores. Yes, and we are Final Show Films, which is a live variety of content every day of the week. Check us out on our website at finalshowfilms.com, you have to check us out on our website at... Sorry, uh, you have to check us out on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Films. I'm very tired. So, as I said previously, we are going to talk today about Metal Adventures, a game by Lionel Borg, which is the best last name when you're making anything related to sci-fi. Uh, <clears throat> Metal Adventures. Confronted with the galactic with galactic nations thirsting for power, valiant men and women have decided to rise above the solar waves. The solar waves hour? There's a typo on this box. Rise above the solar waves and write their own destiny. Danger is a fair prize for a life of freedom and adventure. They are the legendary space pirates. Ready your solar sails, all hands on deck. Work together or go it alone as you pillage vessels burning with gold, discover exotic planets, and wage war on your rivals. This is the stuff of legends this is the stuff legends are made of, and yours will be written in laser fire. Metal Adventures is a game for three to six space pirates. The dynamic action expertly mixes combat, bluffing, and betrayal. Winning and completing your secret objectives will require you to master the skills of diplomacy and deception. The Pirate's Code is honor-binding, but true pirates can always find a loophole. So, Metal Adventures is a game for three to six players, uh, uh, and it takes about 45 minutes to forty-five to two minutes to an hour to complete. Um, and in it, you and your fellow players are space pirates. You get a ship, uh, you sail the star ocean, uh, you shoot down other ships... You steal things, you buy things, you barter things. Uh, it's a very interesting game and one that we had a lot of fun with. Um, yeah, September 19th on a Monday this year. I don't know why you're asking on the podcast. Because <laughs> yeah, we should have done, done it that day. Uh, anyways. Um, oh, because it's Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the game takes place... It, it's a... It's a uh, the game takes place in turns. Each pirate takes their own turn to do their thing, and on their turn, you can either rest or you can. What? I was saying it is on a Monday. Oh, it is. You can either rest or you can uh, take. You know, go traveling. If you go traveling uh, and you are not the person with the least amount of credits to your name, I uh, would well, no. Sorry, with the least amount of power on your ship. Lowest main power. Yeah, lowest main power. If you're not the person with the lowest main power, you throw a credit into the pool for the pirates, for the pirates' ante, basically. Um, and you get to make one of two choices. You can either take the tour of pirates, which takes you around the various planets that are available. The four planets are Exalia, the OCG counter, the Bazaar, and Karakum. 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 And if you do the tour of pirates, you do the tour of pirates first or second. But the other thing you do when you travel is fight. Uh, you can you can attack a planet. You can pay money to Karakorum to attack a specific ship that has already been revealed, or you can go exploring. In which case, you turn up three ship uh, three space cards and fight one of the ships that appears. The other option is fight another player. Yeah, the other option is also fight another player. That's it. Uh, it's a fair so. It sounds complicated. But it's not. That by itself isn't... Yeah, it's not too terribly complicated. Um, each player starts the game with an astrolabe, which is a really neat little uh, thing that shows off your p- current power, damage you've taken to your ship, your <coughs> current 
It's called Judgment of the Pirates, but I prefer to call it Infamy because that's a shorter phrase. Uh, and your current glory count. You start with 8 power, 0 damage, 0 infamy, and 0 glory. The objective to win the game is to have more, is to have 9 or more glory by the end of your turn. Any turn that you, basically at the end of your turn you check your glory, if you have 9 or more, you win. If you don't, the game continues. Um... I'm trying to... Like, there's there's not a whole lot to the game, like, as I try to think of mechanics to explain. Like, the mechanics are, are very basic. Yeah. You, you you either fight ships by comparing power by, and rolling a die. You fight players by comparing power and rolling a die. Or you attack a planet by comparing, comparing power, power and rolling, rolling a die. die. Yeah. And the only other thing is the metal factor die. Yeah, so in order to do... We'll go ahead and talk about combat real quick. Uh, so combat is handled in a very simple way. You, the attacker, if you're attacking uh, an, a planet or an, uh, one of the ships that comes up in space, uh, you roll two dice. One for your power and... One for your power and one for the defender's power. And uh, defender wins tie or is it attacker? No, wins attacker tie? always wins ties. Attacker wins ties. Um, and basically it's your power plus what you roll on the dice. So if my power is 8, and my opponent's power is 8, and I roll 2 dice, if I roll 2 and they roll 1, I win, because my power was higher. Um, and they're, they're, they're just D6s. There's also a thing called a Metal Factor die, which is a separate die that you can roll once when you're attacking. And it'll add, its, it'll add whatever number comes up on the dice to your power. However, the next time you attack, not the next time you defend, but the next time you attack, that number is reduced from your power. So it has a little bit of a, uh, you, can, you can potentially win more, you can potentially have better odds to win, win a fight you might not have won previously, but it will be a detriment next time you go into a battle. It's also worth noting the metal factor die is not one through six. Nope. It is a blank side, two twos, no, two blank sides, two two, no, I think it's two twos, two fours, a six, and a blank. Yes. Okay. Yeah, two twos, two fours, a six, and a blank. So it's... The, the the numbers are skewed towards the middle, and there are no odd numbers. Yep. Um. <clears throat> yeah, that's how that's and that's how you play the game. You compete, which you can get from by completing specific objectives on trophy cards. You can buy equipment, which can modify your power and give you additional benefits, such as repairing your ship or letting you pick more trophies when you go to buy trophies. My, my favorite one lets you. Uh, Either increase or decrease your metal die or your metal factor die by two. Yeah, so you have a little bit more control of your metal die, um, and you can fight your your you can fight your uh, the other people in order to steal their equipment or gain and, and gain glory. Um, it's a pretty simple game at its premise once you once you know what's going on, but it's very fun to play. And there's a lot to do just because yeah. it's like it, it's it's only simple. Because there's so much redundant information, yeah. the board explains everything very well. It's very easy to determine what's going on, <coughs> but in reality, there's so many options to do and so many ways to play the game out. Yeah. And to give you an idea, uh, materials-wise, of, of how big this game actually is, even though it sounds very simple, the game comes with one game board, six astrolabes that you have to, that you have to assemble, Six players' base starship cards. Everybody gets their own starship that you get dealt randomly. Um, Thirty-four near space cards, which is which is uh, the easier cards, um, <coughs> the easier ships to fight. Uh, uh, Thirty of them are starships. Four of them are events. 
34 deep space cards, which are the harder fights. Those are the ones that had the pirate hunters in them, um, which is 28 starships and six events. 18 trophy cards, which you can use to get glory and other rewards. 24 improvement cards, which are equipment cards, 15 equipment cards, and 9 support cards that you can buy for various benefits. 16 player aid cards, which are, there's three sets of player aids that you can get um, that detail how a turn goes, what you do when you're attacking, what you do when you're defending. Super useful reference cards, basically. What you, how the tour of pirates goes. <coughs> um, 72 galactic credits tokens. Uh, credits which you use to buy things. Uh, two battle dice, one orange and one gray, and six metal factor red dice for each player. So, now that we've explained, is there anything that I'm missing about how the game plays? Um, there's a few little things. But not there, there's little things here and there, but not nothing that we can describe in such detail as to explain the whole game. All right. We could be here all day explaining all the little parts. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and talk about our first impressions. Um... <clears throat> My first impression was that it was really overwhelming, just by, like, everything you just read, and when the rules were first explained to me, but then once I played through, um, once I played, like, entirely through once, I really enjoyed it, and um, I'm glad that we did play multiple times, because I feel like I was able to enjoy it more after I knew how it played. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> the game is kind of, at first, a little visually intimidating, um, because there's a lot of pieces, and it looks like there would be a lot of rules, but it's really relatively simple once you start looking at it. Um, it definitely strikes itself more complex than it actually is. Um, so, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Um... I felt that this game had very much had the kind of, you know, the tabletop RP, not the, the, the board game RPG thing, like, you know, Mistfall or Pathfinder card game, or that sort of a, a feel where you're buying equipment, you're, you know, progressing by fighting ships, and you're getting glory as opposed to, you know, just doing a, a simpler objective. But it does it in a very tone, it does it in a very, a manner that's much easier to track and keep a, keep it's much easier to follow what's going on than in one of those games. It's not nearly as complex, and yet there's still just as many things to do, just as many ways to get around, um, just as many ways to win <coughs> as there would be in one of those types of games, but without all of the convolution yeah. that typically comes with those games. It's very polished. Every rule was clearly picked over and determined, this is exactly how we want this to work, and this is how we want it to be interpreted by new players. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to play this because it was a sci-fi game. It had space pirates. It, it had, space, had pirates. space pirates. It That's had space pirates. That's why we all wanted to play it. it call, like, like, the back of the box calls you a space pirate. It doesn't say six players. It says six space pirates. Um, and I, I have a very deep and lasting love for all things sci-fi. Well, most things sci-fi. Um... And so, like, immediately you get this really sense, when you, when you look at the game board, when you look at the cards, you get this sense of people who love sci-fi. The, the astrolabe, <coughs> the way that you track your stats, yeah. is so... Awesome. Space piratey, because it calls back to kind of a, you know, an, an old-style ship device, yeah. but still being, yeah, it, it, that cyberpunk space pirate... Firefly-esque 
Yeah. And, you know, and like the artwork, the the cards, the wording, the flavor text, it all just sort of screams this these people that have a love for cheesy nineties sci-fi. You know, that where where there was no limits on how crazy you could get. When why not? Why not have a space alien pirate riding on what looks like a you know looks like a fishing trolley but a spaceship like if you just cover the top of a fishing trolley with spaceship why not have and give a them space a, kraken and give them a bottle of rum yes there is a space kraken in this you know it's it's just so silly and over the top it's such a both a send up and a love letter to 90s style uh, genre sci-fi and I want to point um, out. yeah that flavor-wise, the ship's all, docked in water. Yeah, all the ships are docked in water. Which, when you think about it, is Makes. actually how you would have to have a spaceship be in be on a planet without crushing itself, is it would have to land in water. Yeah, it would have to land in water or very, very Which is carefully. why all the ships are boat-shaped. Yeah, which is why all the ships are boat-shaped, because they land in water. You know, and that, that, like, that right there is a direct reference to sort of Cowboy Bebop. Because that's how they landed the Bebop. They would land it, and then it, like, it would be docked in water on a dock. Like, so it, it's just, it, it's such a very obvious send-up and, and love letter to 90s, cheesy 90s sci-fi that I couldn't help but love it at first sight, even before I knew how to play it, because it is, it does seem more complicated than it actually is. So let's talk about things we like about the game. Uh, I love all the options it gives you during your turn. I don't think I've played a game where it's given me this many options on what you can do during your turn. Um, I can't even remember all of them. Well, so so you have the tour of the pirates, which is yeah. ten options, and you can yes. take any or all of them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of right now. Which is it takes you to the four planets, and each planet has a number of things you can do. In Exalia, you can buy trophy cards. You can repair your ship. Uh, you can either repair your ship one point at a time or fully. Um, well, four points at, at a time. At, or four points at a time. At, OC, at the OCG, you can buy equipment. You can trade in uh, the hot, the, the uh, wrecked hulls of ships for glory points. Uh, or you can wipe the board and buy, more, buy new equipment, because you can wipe before you buy, because it is a separate action. At the bazaar, you can hire retired support cards. So when you... The support cards are characters in the universe, and when you use them, they go to the bazaar. They retire to this sort of paradise world. It's also um, the smuggler's world. It's also a smuggler's world, yeah. And you can reduce and, your judgment. And you can reduce the judgment of the pirates that you currently have, if you have any at all. Uh, and you can uh, then you can go to uh, Karakorum and trade in... Uh, you can trade in... I'm not sure what that is. Uh, you can trade You, you can, can trade, trade a wreck. You, you can trade a wreck for another wreck. Yeah, you can trade a wreck for another wreck, or you can trade in uh, six wrecks for glory, as opposed to the three of a specific type that you can get at OCG. Um... And, and that's just the one tour yeah, of the pirates. That's just one tour of the pirates, all that stuff you can do. And then you get to go yep. fight things. Um, I also really enjoyed uh, the interaction that it allows between players. Because mm-hmm. it allows you to form alliances and fight other players. It also allows you to betray other players, which is lovely. I love that, too. I don't think... We never, we never betrayed we never anybody. We never did. We never okay. No, because anytime there was a potential betrayal, we were smart enough to not play that game. But well, it, it's it's also a case of that's not really our play group. I like, like that that option's out there. We're, we're not really the kind of players who would go using the betrayal system. Yeah, uh, but it's but it's there. Uh, that's because you don't trust me enough to let me ally with you. Yeah, I mean, yes. for good reason. It's true. <laughs> uh, I think those are the main things I really enjoy okay. about the game. 
It's fine. Um, it's still recording. It just looks like it's stuttering. Uh, honestly, there wasn't a lot that I didn't like about this game. Um, <clears throat> overall, the flavor is really nice. It's a it's a really interesting setting. Uh, <laughs> I love the, the the names of the worlds uh, and their different flavors. The uh, the the pirates' haven is literally called Havana. Yeah, uh, if you if you want to rest and not not travel, so you can repair your ship, refresh your metal factor die, etc., you go to Havana. And there are, you have options. You can you have options. You can take at Havana too. When you rest at Havana, you get two credits. You repair four points of damage, uh, which is typically fully repaired. You can you can discard a um, trophy card. To discard a trophy card to, to pick a new one out of two car out of two options. Yep. And you can also buy equipment for one more than they would normally be at the shop. Yep. And you can also reset your metal factor die to its blank face. Yep. So it's like, even when you take a turn off, there are still things to do. In fact, uh, there was a couple turns where I actively went to rest, not because I needed to repair, but because it gave me the, two, the extra two gold I needed to buy the equipment I wanted that I couldn't guarantee I'd get otherwise. Sorry, you continue. So <laughs> I kind of hijacked it there. <laughs> um, but uh, flavor-wise, this this uh, this game is a smash hit. It's it, it's excellent. They're not only from the from the perspective of the pirates, but of the from the perspective of the four companies that the pirates are constantly ransacking. You've got the Empire. Uh, you've got the. Solar trade, like solar the, the, trade, the solar something. The it's just called solar. Yeah, the solar. Uh, there's the Empire, Solar, OCG, uh, and, Baron, and the Baron, and the Baron trade yeah, company, and the Baron. Uh, and each of them has their own really strong flavor and their own really interesting um, ship design. I, I I think the thing that stands out to me the most is that all of these ships are really interestingly designed. Yeah, just looking at a few of them. Uh, there's the, the like the Destria Nova, which is a solar ship, has the logo of the company on it, and is also painted in the appropriate colors. And also looks like it has like sort of a Japanese influence to it. Yeah, all of the different companies have a different style of their ships. Like the OCG, which are the bankers, have giant freight haulers. Yeah, they're basically giant freighters. Meanwhile, the like the the Baron look like pirate, like actual like. Pirate ships, like long, thin uh, axe head, basically ships, and, and they've got like f- like hot rod flames on them. Yeah, and then the the Empire have very military style ships with code net with you know with yeah. serial numbers and stuff. What we're like saying that. is, there's flavor all up, flavor all over the place. Uh, my favorite thing is probably the so many ways you can play the game. The last time we played, I won, and I had. Far from the highest power, I I think I had the I may have had the lowest power. I think I had the lowest. You had the second lowest. But I, I was pretty close to you, and and both jo- you and you and William John both were at maximum you, power. We're at max power, and I was like at sixteen, and max power is twenty four, and you started eight. Twenty five. Yeah. So they, to give you a penny scale, but the way that you can play the trophies, if you pick your trophies right, you don't have to win that many fights. If you don't want to be that kind of a player, um, or you can get max power and just start raffle stomping all the enemy ships, and uh, 
no, get their four glory. Four damage is the most you can have. Yeah, four damage is the most you can have. Or if you really want to, you can be a headhunter and build your power up and start picking on players who are smaller than you to prevent them from reaching you and to get glory. There's lots of ways to get glory, and there's lots of strategies to approach the game with, and they're all viable. And um, chance, because of the way the metal factor die works, and because of different equipments, especially the one that lets you manipulate your metal factor die, chance isn't as big of a thing as it could be. They, they've mitigated... Chance is a the thing. There is risk. But they've mitigated it pretty well, it's especially... Especially if you buy the support cards, which I was the only one who ever bought support cards, and they really help mitigate chance, in my opinion. You're also the one who needed chance to be mitigated. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh my goodness, so badly. That's why I bought support cards. Yeah. And they worked, they did exactly well, what I mean, they were supposed also, to do. Also, the other equipment cards also help mitigate chance by making it impossible for you to lose at certain points. Yes. Like, I, I was able to just straight up kill the Kraken because I, it couldn't possibly roll higher than me. Yeah. But on the flip side, I'm like, well, my power's not super high, and I don't have the money to get equipment, but I can string myself along with support cards while I'm getting my spending my money on other things like trophies and filtering trophies and filtering trophies until I get exactly the one I want. And every time you do anything, you get an option of. Like, if you're fighting a ship, draw three ships, pick one. If you're getting a trophy, draw two trophies, pick one. It lets you filter through... So it lets you pick your play style, and is it's mit- the chance is mitigated, which I love. Interestingly, sorry, I'm just I'm just noticing uh, something I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, hey, is it my turn now? Yeah. The, the, oh, oh, the, the point at which you cannot lose to the Kraken, by the way, is max power. Yeah, because it has twenty. If you have twenty-five, you can't lose because so, you win ties. Something I just noticed talking about the flavor of this game. Uh, in the in the in the space encounters deck, there are pirate hunters in the in the deep space area, and these are these are cards that don't just go away if you don't fight them. They will constantly be cycling back through, so you will eventually have to fight them if you intend to keep moving forward. Um, like the Sun King. Yeah, like the Sun King, who I swore eternal vengeance against, and who I've killed several times now. Um, but something I just noticed, something flavorful that I just noticed. There is a pirate. There are pirate hunters for solar. There are pirate hunters for the empire. There are pirate hunters for the barons. There are no pirate hunters for OCG because they're the ones who supply you your shit. Because they're the bank. Because OCG is the bank and the tradesmen. They're the merchants. They you buy your gear from them. You are their customer, so they don't hunt you. And that is just such a small, out-of-the-way piece of flavor that just sort of cements what I like about this game. Which is funny, because they also apparently forgive you when you occasionally ransack their freight ships. Like, yeah, like their only ships are freighters. All of their ships are worth a lot of money, but have low power. I don't think they have any ship that has higher than, like, 12 power. Like, just going through here? Like, they've got trade ships and security ships for those trade ships, and that's it. That's yeah. Like oh, sorry. The, the, so the Galactic Traveler is their strongest ship, and it has fourteen power, and it's worth seven credits. Like, that's it. Whereas all the other sh- all the other ones have you know these twenty power pirate ships or eighteen power. Basically, ships. the OCG has two less power on it. They're the only ones with a six power ship. The others minimum is eight, and they don't have any of the deep space ships. Because they're only going established routes. Well, they've, they've got deep space ships, but they're all galactic security. You know? Yeah. Um, 
So it's just like it's, it's this teeny tiny little bit of out of the way flavor that didn't need to have that didn't you know didn't need to be there. There's no mechanical benefit for not having an OCG pirate hunter, but it's in keeping with the world. And like I said earlier, this is a, this is a game that feels like the people that made it have this desperate love for sci-fi. I mean, also the thing that went in its place is a giant freaking space squid. I mean, yeah, there's a giant freaking space squid that lets you steal equipment from other people. Um, even the 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 player the player ships that you get, all of them have the front face, which has the ship and what bonus it gives you, and then all of them have a backside, which has a little bit of text detailing what the ship is like. For example, the Havana Basic. The Havana Basic looks like a conventional conventional basic galactic-class starship, a large space brick. Yet inside, its equipment has been transformed, completely hacked. They no longer produce the unpleasant cough of a basic-class starship, but the soft purr of a pirate ship. This detail has nothing to do with the game. I, I dare say that <laughs> the game never tells you about the world directly, but we know a lot about this universe. Just by the detail on the ships and the equipment. Just by the detail we're given on specific items. Yeah. And it's sort of that Dark Souls method of storytelling? Yes. yes. You don't tell the story, you just tell the world. You tell yeah, you you, you, you let the world the world exists and you find the story out from there. And that is something I really love about it. Also, the you know like the the gameplay itself is elegant. When we when we when we were taking turns, none of our turns except for yours when you were in, when you were in the tank, you know, thinking about what support to buy. But the actual act of taking turns never took too long. It was okay. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna fight that. Roll the dice. All right, next turn. And so the game moves quickly. You never feel like you're bored or not doing anything. And there's no fail state to the game. Like, you, you're never out until somebody wins. You don't lose, someone else wins. Which is a very good distinction that uh, some, some games don't have. So, now that we've gushed about the game for a little bit, let's talk about things we don't like about the game, because there is at least one thing I feel that each of us has that we can talk about, something we don't like. Uh, I feel something that... And honestly, this is nitpicky. I really like this game. Um, something that just didn't work with four players were the trophy cards that you get. Mm -hmm. The trophies that involve having more allies than another player or defeating someone with When you can only allies. have one ally. <laughs> when I mean, I guess you could have two. Well, you can only ever have one ally. Uh, but, no, in... In, in a in a challenge, you can have multiple allies. Okay. Yeah. But in a four-player game, it's really going to end up being like two and two. Probably. Yeah. It's not. It depends on your group. If you have a more mercenary type group, the problem if, was if one of us was John Crutel. Our listeners have no idea who this I know. is. I know. They have no bearing for it, but we understand. But but they all know. They all know a John Crutel. You you all have that friend who. While he's your friend, you would not hesitate to team up with the rest of your friends in a game, in a simple board game to beat the everlasting crap out of him. You all have that friend. If you don't have that friend, you might be that friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you don't have that friend, you are that friend. <laughs> it's better that you know now. Yeah, but yeah, not not all the trophies fit the all gaming groups. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's really my only complaint right huh? now. 
Um, there's only a couple of complaints that I have. Um, and I think my, my biggest one is that the... Honestly, the equipment deck can be hit or miss. Uh, it, you, you, you can hit a point where... Because each faction has a set bonus item. Because uh, your, your equipment is from the factions as well as the... Um, with the addition of the pirate faction. Yeah, yeah, with the addition of the pirate faction as well as the, the ships. Um, every faction has a set bonus item, which is if you have, th- if you have three items from this faction, it provides an additional bonus. Um, not every faction, with exception of OCG, yeah, which has the metal factor die gun. So that's their version. yes, I love that one. Um, but it's really hard to hit that point sometimes because if one person has two pieces of equipment from one faction. You cannot get that bonus until you kill their pirate hunter, which becomes equipment for you. Yep. Well, they're there's they're most powerful pirate hunter. There are other pirate hunters that don't become equipment, but yeah, but they're they're twenty strength pirate hunter and becomes equipment for some them. like the pirate like the uh, the pirate set you can't do that with. Yeah, there's no pirate pirate hunter. Yeah, there's no pirate pirate hunter. Well, you just have to go hunt the other pirate that has your equipment there, and pirate it from them. There, there's only there's only four pieces of equipment typically, maybe a little bit more. No, that's it. Like four, four each, four pieces of equipment for each faction, and the set bonus items require you to have three. So there are times when it can be really hard to get that there's set bonus. Actually, only. Three because there's your armor, your weapon, and your tool. No, there's an extra one. There's two weapons or two armors. There's there are actually two tools. Oh. Uh, because I know for a fact that the because uh, there's a weapon, armor, and we'll, we'll we'll come back to it. The point is, it's hard to get those bonuses. Like it's deceptively hard. Yeah. Because like there's a, there's a point at which you have to either fight someone for their item or figure out how to get it from them. Uh, and so the the equipment deck can be very problematic at times. There were also a lot of times where you just drew a field of support and you guys didn't want to buy support. Oh no, there is only three of each. Yeah, and you need all three. Sorry, there are four of each, counting the pirate hunter. Yeah. Counting the power hunter and counting the support, there are four of each. But the support don't count. The support for don't, that bonus. Yeah, the support don't yeah. count for the bonus. They just have an advantage against that. Factor. So what we're saying is, it's it's absurdly hard to get that. But it does give you a nice bonus, and somehow somebody got it each game. Yeah. So it's not impossible, but it's frustrating because you need their armor, their weapon, and their tool to get that set bonus. Yep. That said, the, the OCG doesn't have the set bonus, but all of the OCG's equipment is really nice. Like, each one of them has a special ability. They don't offer the most power, but every single one of the OCG's equipment has a unique ability that's really helpful. Yeah, like the protective vest, where if you lose battle, you take no damage. Which, mm-hmm. At which point, you no longer have any reason to not fight things. Because you take no damage no matter what. Yeah. Anything else you didn't like? No, just just the the weird stacking of the equipment deck is really the only thing that I really had a gripe with. Um, there were two things that I had a gripe with. Um, the the bigger one is you can challenge another player to a fight. There's no retreat option. Yeah. Um, which means that which is in flavor, but still kind of bad. Well, the the thing is they have the judgment of the pirate system, which 
you earn a judgment of the pirates whenever you do something, whenever you basically you break your word. If you betray somebody, if you... Do, and then if you, you break shake, the code of the pirates. If you shake your hands on something and then you don't do it, you, you yes, earn uh, a... Uh, like, me- mechanically, every deal in this game is solved with a handshake. It is sealed with a handshake. And if you don't, if you go back on it, you get a judgment of the pirates, which lowers your glory and... Makes it harder to win. Makes it harder to win. If you earn enough, you lose a whole bunch of benefits. The, I feel like retreating from a challenge should be option should be an option you can have, but you get a judgment of the pirates. Backing like, down from a challenge. Yeah, because you're backing down, and then your opponent would still get the glory because they called you out. They would still get the money from the ante. They just wouldn't get to steal your equipment. But you've got a judgment of the pirates because sometimes when you're really low down, you really need every piece of equipment really badly. Especially if they can swing a deal and get an ally against you, and there's nothing you can do, um, you just take a wound and lose equipment, and it's just all around to feel bad. And I wish there was some way to negate that. My yep. only other gripe is the ships; they have minor bonuses, and um, they are either a bonus against a certain type of ship. Or two of them have a bonus. One, you get a bonus plus one power if you have a weapon. The other one gives you a plus one power if you have a tool. I felt like those were better than the plus one against this type of ship. Just because it was more consistent. They were they were better for different playstyles. Um, because I, I definitely noticed that some people want to go after a specific type of ship because of the type of rewards that kind of ship has. Yeah, but because the ships are dealt randomly. But like, the, the, Baron, the, the Baron ships have the equipment drops. Yes. When you break Baron ships, you get equipment off the deck, off the top of the deck. Having a ship that is stronger against Baron ships is very useful, specifically because Baron ships have a lot of power. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, if you have one of the things that... Uh, but at the same time, if you get... if You you're, you automatically you always have that plus but one. But if you get the one that, that only gives you a plus one for a tool, tools are not generally give you as much power no, as weapons true. do. That's true. So you might want to get all the weapons rather than all the tools, in which case you won't get that bonus if you, if you have the tool ship. But that one, is, like these two, I feel in most cases, not in all cases, but in most cases, these two are strictly better than the others because you always get that plus one, not just sometimes. My, my big concern is more the, it, they're dealt randomly. Yeah. It's also awkward that they're dealt randomly because they're double-faced cards and they're dealt randomly, which, I mean, you just kind of shuffle them under the table, but it's awkward. Yeah. Um, so for me, the thing that I dislike the most about this game is the, um, is, as we said earlier, it's the, the challenging system. Like, there, there are certain trophies as well that require you to go outside of your comfortable, comfortable playstyle, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, like, there are certain trophies that require you to have a, like, like I said earlier, more allies than your opponent on a challenge. Which is sometimes very hard or impossible to get, especially with our playgroup, it's impossible to get. Um, there are some cha- there are some that require you to steal from another player, which requires you to challenge that player. Which, if you're not that kind of person, you don't want to play that kind of game. That's just well, a blank trophy. You, for you. You, you can pass the trophies on. Uh, so yeah, you, 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 you can you, you can, can you can dish away the trophies and get a new one. But as the deck thins out, you start to see those trophies more often. Yeah, and whenever you di- whenever you the trophy, whenever the trophy deck gets reshuffled, it's another chance for you to see that those cards. Yeah. Sorry, are you trying to say something? I was just going to say that 
the I think it was the last game we played. Yeah. I kept getting awful cards, and I kept going and getting more trophies, and I just kept getting bad ones. Yeah. That I couldn't get. It's like and the the fact that the fact that this game has so many different ways you can play is a benefit to it. But the trophies do not always reflect that. Like the the no the, the problem is the trophies do reflect that, and they're so well, different they, that you can what get I, ones. What I mean is they do, but they have. One card that reflects that way. One card that reflects that way. Two cards that reflect this way. Two cards that reflect that way. You see what I mean? It's like the, one card for each playstyle is not a good number of cards. There's not two a, cards for each playstyle. There aren't. There's not enough cards. trophies. This yeah, is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the problem. The problem is there are trophies for each playstyle, but you can get the trophy for the wrong playstyle just because of how yeah, few. Yeah. That, that's are. what I'm trying to say. It's like there, there, there aren't enough trophies for each playstyle. Um, it's, it's sort of a thing, and so like if you're not in that playstyle and you keep getting those trophies, I definitely feel like this game gets a lot better if you play with six players. Most definitely, every ship is getting used. There's yeah. more alliances. There's more playstyles. More of the trophies will be getting will be getting finished. The game probably goes on for longer, so you can probably hit six wrecks and ten coins a lot easier. Well, we yeah, get that, more players. That's the other thing is like the uh, the the way you get glory is weird. You get glory by defeating particularly tough ships, or by trading in wrecks. But there are, or by completing trophies, or, or by completing trophies, or challenging players. But outside of, or, yeah, outside of completing trophies, getting glory is pretty tough because it's hot, because for the OCG you have to have three of the same kind of wreck, and they can't be OCG ships or Car- or Caracom where you have to have six. And I think we of all of those two options, we only use them like twice. Both times it was me. And both times, yeah, both times it was you. And like because I kept stealing everybody else's wrecks. And you were specifically going for that, and you only got it twice. We played four games. Yeah. But the thing is, that's not. It's not the win con. It's not the I'm going to no. do this, do that. It's, I'm going to get this along the way. It's and that's what makes there are ways to steal wrecks or sabotage wrecks or trade wrecks, and I was the only one who used them. Yeah, there are options there, but you really have to play the game differently. Like again, I was also the only one to ever use support cards. Yeah, um, and, or bought support cards. I think you end up a support card once because you were given it. Yeah, but I was the only one who sought out support cards, and using the support cards is how you play the game differently. Yeah, because the support cards let you break the rules, basically. Yeah, they do. Um, but they're also all one-shot deals, and they're in the equipment deck, and who knows what's going to come up. Yeah, like it's, you're making the choice between a permanent increase to your power or a one, you know, one chance to do something weird and interesting. Uh, and Which worked out. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, and and each time we played a different playstyle, one. Like it wasn't like the aggressive player with the, with all the power always wins, and it wasn't. The person who uh, savage, you know, you sort of, sort of craftily uh, uses all the support cards wins. No, it's any any playstyle can win, which is a good thing. But we some somewhere along the line of talking about things we didn't like, we turned back around and talking about things we liked. This is a good game. Bye. <laughs> the segment the segment didn't go the way we wanted to go. Subliminal messaging. Uh, let's, let's talk about materials. So let's talk about materials. <laughs> the box the box could be better. The box is kind of... But I feel like the box sort of... The artwork on it's no, nice. The outside of the box is great. 
the inside the of the box. Is the box. The, yeah, the outside of the box is really indicative of what this game is. The the art everywhere. There's art everywhere. There's art on the bottom of the game board. Yes. For no reason, but we want, un- we have an awesome picture and we don't know where to put it, so we're going to stick it on the back of the game board. And it's unique art, too. It's unique art on the bottom of the game board. Which let me... Yeah, no, that's not the same art that you see anywhere else yeah. in the game. Yep. Can I see it? It's a oh, really, really cool, cool, like, frigate going into a wormhole Yeah. Art. Yeah. Warp speed. There is art all over this game. On the inside of the box, too, there's art. Like, like it's not just I, I will, it's not just the outside. I will make a note for the box. It reminds me of an open treasure chest where all the treasure is just lumped in the pile. Unfortunately, lumped in a pile is not how I want to set it down. Yeah, camera. I mean, yeah. It also, like, it has the art of the treasure in the middle of it. But, you know. It, 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 it reminds me of an open treasure chest, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, because... Most of the dead flavor mo- win organization problem, and the reason that's a problem is because most of the game is cards. As you heard me read out earlier, there's a lot of cards in this. There is, there are like of the space encounters alone, there are 68 cards. What we're saying is invest in some rubber bands. Yeah, because keeping this thing organized is a pain, and there it doesn't come with enough baggies for the cards either. It doesn't come with any baggies for the cards. The baggies are for the dice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, the astrolabes are fantastic. I love the astrolabes. So the astrolabes, you have to put them together yourself, but they're really nice cardboard, and when they when fit together, they they in, they give you all of your information on a palm-sized device that you spin around, and it's it's really fun because all of the all of all of your damage is on the top, and your good like, stuff, on the, stuff, good stuff, on, the top, good stuff on the top, good stuff on the back, bad stuff on the top. Yeah, so and the bad stuff actively reduces your good stuff, so it's on top. Yep. And it's like, it's just very well designed. Somebody put a lot of thought into this, and it's very obvious that they did. Uh, also, it looks like a cyberpunk astrolabe, which, I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, again, all of the art is fantastic. Even the art on the equipment cards. There's which, a lot of art. There's a lot of art. All of the different types of cards have a different back. So the, the, the improvement cards have a different back. The trophy cards have a different back. The uh, the the deep space and local space cards have different backs. I have one problem with the arts with the art direction of this game. What? I cannot tell the scale of these ships. I cannot tell if they're one man ships or like five man crew ships or what. Like some of them, I yeah. You don't typically see the ships in context well, with non ships, but you do if you look at Havana. You see that many of most of these ships are the size of buildings, because you see buildings on the Havana streets, and then you compare their size to the ships in the in the water. Yeah, but then you realize that a lot of that is equipment because the like the cockpit is here. It's hard to tell if it's like a one man cruiser or not. Oh, it's a, and you also see them in re- in relation to sailboats. Nice. There are sailboats in the water too. Yeah, well, like, they're just tiny details that you miss. <laughs> they're tiny details. Yeah, no, you, there, there are ways you can tell. <laughs> you just have to look carefully. So, in summary, materials, artwork is great. There's not, a, there's not as many materials as you would expect, aside from the cards, the astrolabe, the coins, coins, dice, and board game. It's it's not a lot. How much was the game? Uh, it was... It was well, 50? 50 bucks? 50? Yeah, 50, it was 50, 50 bucks. 50 dollars. A lot of artwork, frankly, and a lot of concept, 
but would you pay fifty dollars for this? Yeah, the game was great. the The only thing is, looking at the materials separated from the rest of the game, it does seem a bit oddly priced. I know there's a lot of artwork, and I think that's where all, that's where most of the money went was the artwork. I, th- I think a lot of the money went to development. I mean, the game. Materials-wise, I could see this being a $40 game. Where is this person? Their support card. I've never seen them. It's a support card. But yeah, I, I could see this game being a $40 game, aside from how amazing the of a game it is. Set. And the game the game could easily be... It, it, it's well worth the $50 just because of the polish. She does not appear to be a support card. No, no, she, she's not a support card. Which person are you referring to? Oh, okay, Maybe. so she's just art on the front. Because she doesn't exist! She doesn't exist anywhere else. That's fine. I mean, yeah. Oh, wait, no, here she is. Okay. So, materials... That's a completely different pose. I mean, it's a different pose, but it's the same A different person. outfit. No, it's not. Shorter pad. As- aside from there. the inside of the box, yeah. I feel like different. the materials are amazing. Yeah, no. The, and uh, everything is well done. And they're over there. The art the art is fantastic. Stop looking at the art and grade the game. <laughs> I can't! It's too good. Anyways. So yeah, uh, materials-wise, it, it's it's well-priced, I feel. Uh, for, for the amount of enjoyment we got out of the game, for the amount... we I really just want to sit down and play the game again right now. Um, Stop gushing. Grade the game. <laughs> I feel like that's a that's a good thing though. It's like the fact that we keep getting derailed by talking about okay. how good the game is. We should probably though, okay do our final. So let's do our final grading and assessment, starting with you, Holly. Game's awesome. Um, I really want to give it an F just to see your reactions. <laughs> but I'm not going to be. The that podcast good. explodes. <laughs> I give it an F minus. Um, no, I, I give it an A, a solid A. It's a great game. It's a lot of fun. I, for me, it takes a little while to learn, but once you know how to play it, it's really enjoyable. I also give it an A. That's exactly what it's supposed to do, and I keep wanting to play it. Uh, there's really no more detail than you need for that. Than that, for, yeah. Gush, 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 minor gripe A. <laughs> uh, I don't know if a game has gotten this yet. Straight A's. A plus. Ooh. Wow. Not um, no, there has not been an A plus yet. This game. So, and this is, and I'm going to freely admit that the reason I'm giving this game an A plus is because I love sci-fi games. I can count on one hand the number of sci-fi oriented games that are board games, and I can count on one hand, if I'm missing three digits, the amount of games that make use of that genre appropriately. And this is one of them. And if you love sci-fi, if you love cyberpunk, if you love the idea of 90s science fiction... Can I step in as somebody who's not generally a fan of sci-fi and say that doesn't matter, it's just awesome? I mean, yeah, but 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 it does matter in this case, because it's 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 an underserved genre, specifically in the realms of board games. I mean it's underserved in a lot of places, but especially in the realm of board games. A lot of board games tend to go realist or you know, realistic or horror or some other fantasy type. Sci-fi is very very much underserved. And in the games that it does, like when we're talking about Kings of Tokyo. 
in the games where sci-fi or, or, or science horror or science genre, science X genre games are made, they don't make use of the genre very well. Like Kings of Tokyo made no use of the genre whatsoever. Um, this game does. Not only it, it makes use in every aspect, down to the money that you use. They are they're, they're, they're not gold coins, they're credit chips. And like they're they're redis they could have very easily just thrown in pieces of gold and said you're a pirate so you're going to use gold arg arg whatever, but they took the time to make sure that everything was just perfect because they care just as much about this genre as I do and as other people like me do. And now John will marry this game. <laughs> and now pronounce me husband <laughs> and game. Um, I think. This, this is definitively the highest rating a game has ever gotten. And it's like... It's I can't even talk about the bad aspects of the game without turning around to good aspects of the game. And in my mind, that's the ideal A, right? It's so much fun to watch you gush over this. I know. I don't get to do it very often. I apologize about how long this podcast has been. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying this. Most of it has been me. But like... They put... They put flavor text on the player ships. For no reason. For no reason. They're, other than no. to make me happy. They put <laughs> a unique piece of art on the back of the board. Because why not? They did it just for you, John. They did. They had you in mind when they were making this game. Like, oh. It, this game makes me happy. Buy this game. Buy this game, support Lionel Borg, because he he knows what's up. Well, and the universe by Arnold Quiday. Yeah, that too. And anybody else that had a hand in making this game. If you like sci-fi, if you don't like sci-fi, if you just like a good time, this game is for you. So, A plus from me. <laughs> buy this game, buy two copies, give extra support. Buy two copies. <laughs> no, just buy one. If it's you fine. buy two copies, you can play with 12 people. It, it, it's fine. Just buy one. It's a lot of fun. So buy, yeah. buy one, and we'll all write letters to this guy for an expansion with more trophies. I know. So yeah, uh, Metal Adventures, really good game. Really good game. Really good game. <laughs> if you didn't get it before, <laughs> it's a good game. Buy it. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you all very much for listening. We have been Final Show Films, which is our writing content every day of the week. Check us out on our website at FoundShowFilms.com. You also check us out on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash uh, And thank you all very much for listening. And thank you, a big thank you to our Patreon supporters. If you, if you like what we do and you want to help us make more, support us on our Patreon. Especially a big shout-out to Chris Comfort and Andy Tonic, our two $25 supporters. So thank you all very much. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>